0: Welcome to the 22nd episode of the Art of You podcast. This is your host, Jimmy Grant, also known as Rose Drive. In this episode, I chat with Matt Hudson of the Bookmatic Instagram and Book Community. In this episode, Matt shares his insights on effective note-taking practices to improve your reading retention, why tracking what you read matters, Matt's top book recommendations, and Matt's advice for starting a reading habit for busy individuals, as well as common reading mistakes. I'm always looking for feedback, so let me know what you think of this episode on Instagram or Twitter. I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, we are here with Matt Hudson, the man behind Bookmatic Instagram page and book community. Matt, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you?
1: Yeah, great. Thank you very much, Jimmy, for having me on.
0: Absolutely. Um, Matt, something that I you know, really admire about your page is that how interactive you, know, you are with your followers and sharing different video content. And it sounds like you're just really interested in teaching people everything there is to know about books, how to become a better reader. How, what motivated you to start this book page in the first place, Matt?
1: Yeah, you know, like throughout my life, I've been, um, I've been always curious about how our brain works, how we learn, uh, how we understand each other. Because like when I was a little kid, I was curious why, you know, why do people fight and like so? I, in reality, I wanted to understand people, and I felt like well, books are probably one of the best ways to do that. Uh, And then also like I was encouraged uh, by my wife back in 2015 to start a business, and I, I had no idea how. I hadn't been reading like nonfiction books at all or business books, self-help. Uh, I had been reading uh, like fantasy and sci-fi. So I thought, well, why not give it a shot? Why not go pick up a book uh, by Robert Kiyosaki? Because I knew who he was. Yeah. He's famous, you know? <laughs> so I picked up a book from him. And from that point, I realized how powerful Uh, reading nonfiction, self-help business, like all of those genres, I realized how powerful it was. And like I said earlier, I've always been curious about uh, understanding other people and like getting along with people. So, you know, I started delving deeper into the processes of learning, the processes of like psychology, of communication. And uh, like, as you might have seen on my profile, I read quite a variety yes. of books like it's not just business books it's not just self-help self-help you know i read neuroscience uh you know stuff like laws of human nature like that's one of my favorite books so really understand each other trying to help people learn better uh that's a whole another layer of bookmatic like yeah i was put down as a kid like adhd type of thing from uh, you know, my teachers in the school system. So I wanna I want help people with like uh, maybe learning problems to realize that, hey, just because you have some sort of disability doesn't mean that you can't learn really well. Like you may be slower than other people, but that's not a problem. There's always a way to learn those processes, there's strategies, there's systems, that I personally have built from my own personal experience, my own personal learning curve that I have created in online course and the Instagram that you see, that's what
0: I do, I share and help and teach. It sounds like you have a really curious mind and you have a lot of um, draw to really dive into all these different subjects, Matt, how would you compare your enthusiasm, you know, for learning now versus when you were in school?
1: Yeah. You know, I was, I always saw myself as a good student, like someone who wanted to do well. Mm -hmm. I wasn't necessarily the best student. I wasn't the fastest student, but I always wanted to do well, no matter what. Um, Even when the other kids around me were like messing around and Uh, you know, maybe I would mess around a little bit too, but like when it came down to trying to, you know, do the exam and stuff like that, I wanted to do well. I didn't always do well. I didn't know how to study back then because no one really taught me how to study, especially with my ideas, my brain going all over the place. Like I was really into music at the time. Mm. Uh, really into uh, playing uh, in a jazz band and orchestra and classical music. So wow. that was my, that was my number one focus back in uh, like primary school, junior high school, uh, high school and university. I was studying music like crazy. Um, so very artistic mind here. My ideas going all over the place. So no one really taught me how to study. And I guess that's another reason why I, wanted to delve deep, deeper into how we learn because no one taught me. So I wanted to tell, uh, teach other people who have the same problem because the school system honestly is still the same as it was before. Mm-hmm. So who's going to teach, right? Who's going to help these people who have not been taught how to learn me. Oh, and other people doing this, you know, something similar, but so, uh, sorry, that doesn't really answer your complete question though. So uh, like now, you know, versus now I've, you know, gone through the process of learning how to learn, learning how my brain works and how to put all the pieces together. So like right now, learning is like what I love doing. I love learning and I love teaching. Love learning and love teaching, so I'm putting my full energy into it. I'm the type of person who, once I start doing something, I like to put my full 100% energy into that, you know, one thing.
0: I love that, Matt, and um, I can tell by your energy, you really do love this. For me personally, when I really got into reading, you know, I felt like it was worthwhile and I was being productive with my time. When people are hesitant to get into reading about all these topics like you're sharing on Bookmatic and reading self-improvement and self-help books, do you think there's a hesitation in their mind kind of thinking like, oh, I didn't feel like I learned much in school. Um, that wasn't a good use of my time. Do you think that there's a, um, kind of some underlying issues just kind of in society for people and their approach to try and get into their self-improvement or reading journey?
1: Yeah, definitely. There is, there is a lot of hesitation because, you know, when people look at books, they look at school or like maybe a image of school comes into the mind. It's yeah. like, well, when I was reading at school, I didn't like it. So why would I like it now? And then there's the factor of like, no one really taught you how to read well, uh, the systems to the note taking systems and like all this other stuff. So, um and also i think there's another factor as well that a lot of people like there's a couple of different types of people there's people that like to really think and savor on the idea about doing something and then maybe they don't actually get that out there and do it you know and then there's the other person that just want or maybe there's a few different types but i'll just say two yeah there's the other person that just wants to get out there and do it and maybe They go out there and do it without prior knowledge. And therefore, without the prior knowledge, they're more likely to make the mistakes. So why not combine the two, Mm. right? If you're the type of person that wants to just get out there, why not learn about it at the same time using books or YouTube channels? Pog your mind in that topic, learn about it, and then go out and do it. Learn about it. Continuous learning, continually learning about it and doing it at the same time. Then, you know, from other people's experience, whether you are doing it well and what you need to improve on. Right. So uh, we just need to get over that hurdle of, hey, books are actually a really good thing. You just need to know how to do it, how to read it and implement it in your life. When you're reading nonfiction and self-help and business, that's the most important thing that you should look for is how you're going to apply it in your life.
0: With you having read a ton of books, it's one thing to accumulate all this new information, right? But you want to apply it and improve your life. So Matt, what are some tactics and strategies that you personally use when you're reading a book to remember more later on to you know, apply or just for kind of like retention and recall?
1: One thing that I always ask myself before I read a book is what do I want from it? So before you pick up a book, ask yourself that, what do you want from this book Uh, before searching for books on Amazon or going to the bookstore, ask yourself, what do I need to improve on? What sort of problem do I need to solve? Uh, Yeah. Anything like that. So you ask yourself, you do some research, and then you go pick up the right book or the, that what you think is the right book, maybe a few books on the same topic. Yeah. When you're going through that book, you look for the specific things that you can implement in your life. Because we're not going to try and remember every single thing in the book. Otherwise, you won't remember every, uh, anything. Yeah. Uh, and also keeping what I... Uh, what I do is I keep my notes in a, right now I, I just transitioned from Google Docs over to REM note, which is similar to Rome research. So any of my notes and my ideas and my thoughts, I write down in this application. Not just the quotes, but also my thoughts. So that's very important when you're reading the book. You include what I call reading reflections. These are any ideas that come to your mind when you're reading that specific quote. You reflect on it. You write, what are your ideas about it? How can you apply it in your life? Writing it down is extremely important. Otherwise, you'll forget it. And if you keep it in an app like Rome Research or RemNote or Google Docs, you'll always have it. Or, if you want to write it down in your notebook, you can always do it like that, the old, you know, older fashioned way. You don't have to do it in an application. So, writing it down is definitely going to help you remember, but don't write every single thing down and make sure that you're writing your own ideas down, putting the quotes into your own words.
0: Yeah. I love the reading reflections piece, Matt. And it sounds like, you know, you really track a lot of things and you're documenting them, you know, everything that you're doing to keep track. How valuable is it, Matt, um, to track, you know, what you're reading, how much time you're reading uh, for someone that wants to read more books and everyone's busy and, you know, wants to make time and they want to be efficient. How valuable is it to track what you're reading and how much time you are if you're looking to get into reading as, and building that new habit or someone that's looking to read more?
1: I mean, I feel like tracking is extremely important. Like I read this book called uh, Measure What Matters by John Doerr. And this is a more of a, like a business book, set your goals type of book, but you could apply that also to your reading as well. Uh, So whenever you're doing something, whenever I'm running, I measure using Strava, right? Um, And whenever I'm reading, I use an application called uh, Bookly. And that keeps track of all my reading stats, so I can tell exactly how fast I'm reading. And Ooh. of course, fast is not the key, right? No. Uh, the key is to you know retain. But I love seeing the fact. I love seeing that fact. Like, how fast am I reading? How many pages am I getting through per hour? Then I can tell you know whether I'm you know sp- uh, speeding up, whether I'm slowing down, and that's okay if I speed up or slow down. No problem. Uh, I love seeing those stats. Um, So for someone who is a beginner reader, I would highly recommend downloading an app like uh, Bookly to keep track of your stats. Um, It will help you to realize how fast you're reading and maybe how you can improve your speed, right? Like I used to take my notes directly into... The application into RemNote while I was reading, but I realized that actually it's much, much better to read, make my highlights. I always have my pen with me, read, underline, write in the margin. And then after I'm done with my reading session, I can go directly into the application and add everything I want to, add my own thoughts. It gives my brain a chance to. Uh, reflect on what I've read.
0: I'm really curious, Matt, about your your thoughts on reading one book at a time versus reading a number of books, you know, throughout the week.
1: It has been such a long time since I've read one book at a time. <laughs> I've probably been reading at least four or five books at a time for the past, I don't know, three years or so, um, because like for me I like to dip into different topics. So if I'm you know reading about learning and then I'm reading about psychology and then I'm reading about business, it gives my brain a chance to switch to different topics and not get bored of, you know, one of the topics. So for for how my brain works, that strategy of switching like reading one book for 15 or 20 minutes and then going off and doing something else, working on something or spending time with my family and then coming back to another book for 15, 20 minutes and then take another break, go do something else and then read another book for 15 or 20 minutes. That right there is like 45 minutes or an hour right there of reading spread out uh, in sessions, in blocks throughout the whole day. So I would recommend reading multiple books. If you feel like you can't do that, like just that's not how your brain works, then that's not a problem. Just read one book at a time. But I I also recommend doing the blocking. Like don't read for more than like maybe 30 minutes. If you're reading a fiction book, that's not a problem. I've sat there with a fiction book for like an hour reading and I had no problem. But with a nonfiction book, It's much, much better to read for 20 minutes. Take a break. Go do something. Think about it. Come back. Think some more. Come back. Think some more.
0: Right? It helps you to remember. I, um, I used to read one book at a time for the purpose of trying to pad the Jimmy reading stats. And recently I've, you know... I think that you've been of a huge influence on me seeing your Instagram and seeing like, Hey, these are the books I'm currently reading, getting to trade off. It keeps things fresh. It's almost like that analogy of like, don't overtrain the horse, like leave it hungry for more, like, you know, just enough to keep you interested, but not too much to where you're losing interest or anything like that. Um,
1: reading in those blocks actually also helps you to um, implement what you mm-hmm. read because if, imagine if you read for two hours, like that's a lot of information to take in. Like if you read in 75 pages of a business book, how could you possibly like apply the information in those 75 pages? I guess it's possible, especially if you take really good notes, it's possible. Uh, but let's say you come, like you read for 20 minutes and you come across one golden nugget. Then you can go out and immediately even the same day, go experiment with that one golden nugget. Compared to reading like three or four golden nuggets, which one are you gonna try and experiment with first? Yeah. Right? So I guess that's another huge reason why I personally read it in blocks so that I can give myself time to experiment and apply on just one thing at a time and see what works. adapt and change.
0: What are what are some other mistakes that you see people make when it comes to reading? Okay,
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll get to that question now. Okay, so other mistakes, Uh, people not having their pens with them, like, I personally only use a pen. I only use a pen, I don't use a highlighter, but it's okay if people use highlighters, nothing against highlighters. Uh, But not having a pen. That's a major thing. Because if you have an idea, Write it down immediately. Do not wait until after your reading session is done. You know why? You might forget it. You read on to a next idea that's really good, and then you forgot the previous one if you didn't write it down. So if you look in my books, if you look in my books, you will see writing on the margins. These are all my ideas and then later I can transfer them into the application like I was talking about earlier. And they, they're what is called a permanent note. So I always, always have that note. So definitely you must have a pen with you. If you don't want to write in the book itself because you're like a purist or something, then you can <laughs> write it in a notebook, have a notebook with you, write it down immediately. So there's one huge mistake people make and do not rely on your memory because like even no matter how good you think your memory is you are bound to forget something if you don't write it down right so that's so important so so important um let's see what's another mistake here um oh just reading a book just for the sake of reading it like Like you want to see how many books you can get through during the whole year. Like reading without purpose, basically. Yeah. Reading just for the sake of reading.
0: (laughs) That's a huge, uh, huge mistake. What is your relationship, Matt, with finishing books versus not finishing them if you don't feel like they're serving you?
1: Uh, I usually try to finish a book because I usually find like some sort of Well, not not always, but sometimes I'll find something interesting uh, later on in the book. Uh, I have stopped a few books that I just really didn't feel like were vibing with me. Uh, So it's okay to stop reading a book. Not a problem. Um, For me, I'll just skim it. I'll just skim it. If if I don't really like it, I will uh, scan, scan until I come across something that, hey, this is interesting. Okay, then I slow down a little bit. And this is only for a book that I really am not vibing with. For books that I, of course, truly enjoy, uh, I will slow. I will read pretty slowly, like sometimes 17 or 16 pages per hour. Uh, for a book that's not really vibing with me, it could be 100 pages per hour or 150 pages per hour. Um, so, yeah, it just depends on the book. But I always always try to finish it if
0: I can. You might not know this, Matt, and um, I'm just kind of out of pure curiosity. Do you know how many books you've read? If you had to guess, like a rough number, or yeah,
1: that's another thing about measure what matters. I, of course, I keep track of it all. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I use an app for that. It's not all up here because that would be kind of like useless information just to like try and memorize, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I used Goodreads and every single book that I've read since 2013, uh, I have kept track on there. And I think it's up to like, I don't know, 260 or 230. I can't remember exactly. Wow. I think like 230, 230 books.
0: Knowing that you've read, you know, 230, 250 books, How does Matt Hudson decide on what to read next? I would imagine you have a pretty high standard of what you feel like is worth your time. What are some things that you're looking for to dig into a new book? Is it just because, you know, a book's trending on the bookstagram? Are you going out of your way to try and find books that you've never heard of from other pages? Like, tell me about that process a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'm a pretty unique person. So I, I, in a way, I kind of avoid the trending books. <laughs> uh, and I, I know that, like, if I were to post a trending book on my profile, it would probably get a whole lot more engagement. But that's not <laughs> definitely what my goal is. Like, definitely. I mean, I'm not, you know, trying to, like, grow the, the account like that, you know? Um, so I will, of course, I still read. Trending books, uh, as long as it fits with who I am, what I'm trying to improve on, um, and then of course, like as I narrow my niche down to, hey, Bookmatic is about trying to become a better learner, about being becoming a better learner, a better lifelong learner, growing your mindset, uh, and in fact, growing your you know business or whatever it may be, right? So. I look for those types of books that align with what I'm trying to help people do. So you'll see me posting about, you'll see me reading books about learning, about reading, about psychology, about business. So yeah, I know those are you know, quite different topics, but I feel like business, that's really important to know because Bookmatic is a business. So I need to improve my business and all of course, help people along uh, along the way, you know? Absolutely. So I choose books based on what I need to accomplish and also my curiosity too. Like I picked up a book the other day about Bali because I'm living in Indonesia. So of course that's not necessarily going to help me out with like business or anything or even bookmatics, so to say. I just picked it up because it was interesting. So that's another reason as well.
0: That really, um, that makes sense, Matt. You are really unique and the books that you share aren't always the trending books. And that's what drew me to your page because I felt like I was coming across, you know, a greater volume of new books that I hadn't seen before where you're, maybe some other pages you are getting a lot of repeats, a lot of the bestsellers where everybody's posting it and stuff. So what is an under, like, what's the most underrated book That you've ever read um, if you can think of one where you know no one's talking about it or didn't get enough attention
1: oh i would probably say let's see let me look at my show i'd say oh yeah this one was fantastic here we go let's talk about this one please frame the day by adam lowenstein like i saw it around a little bit on instagram um and i mean it's it's the long the same lines as stillness is the key and deep work by Cal Newport combined. So you got these ideas all smushed together in a unique style. Uh, So it really helps you to find stillness in your life, find balance in your life, and also uh, to be productive at the same time. So it's, yeah, it's it's a pretty cool book, really well written
0: um, it deserves more exposure. If you can think of one, um, I personally struggle with this, where if I see a book is like 400, 500 pages, I have a tougher time to pull the trigger and order that off Amazon. Cause I know it's going to be a big investment of time. Can you think Matt of a, a must read book, you know, 400, 500 plus pages where, where you felt like, no, this is an absolute must read despite the, um, It's density.
1: Hands down, the laws of human nature. Hands down, the laws of human nature. It's a a big read. I mean, it's not as big as some other books, but it's still pretty big. It's close to 600 pages. Actually, yeah, a little bit over 600 pages long. Uh, And, you know, the average is like, what, 250 pages? So 600 is quite a lot. Yes. And, you know, approaching this book, approaching big books, like this is, I mean, it has a lot to do with your mindset, really like hey, what do you want to get out of this book? And of course, if it's well-written like the laws of human nature, it's going to keep you engaged. That one took me a long time to read though, because I was loving it. I was dissecting it. I was, uh, scribbling on the pages all over the place. It took me eight months to get through a 600 page book. So that's less than a hundred pages per month, man. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. it, It was quite the read. So when you read a big book, just, if it's good, be devoted to it, put your time in. Even if it's just three pages per day, sometimes I only read three pages per day. So Yeah, that's not a problem, as long as you get something from it.
0: Yeah, I I don't see that a problem at all. And, you know, if you read those three pages at once, you probably remembered more, and it's spread out, so you're constantly recalling and making different connections while you're reading. I'm sure this happens to you all the time, Matt. When you finish a book, there's kind of like this special feeling. There's been a handful of them for me. You know, it's probably only 5 or 10% where you're like, wow, this was, there's just a really special feeling of... um, Um, good time spent, good return on investment of your time. Can you talk about, you know, some of your feelings when you finish a book like that, whether it's laws of human nature or another book, like that sense of accomplishment and feeling like you're improving?
1: Yeah. You know, that could, uh, could easily turn into a trap, but we'll get into that in just a second. (laughs) So, I mean, like, yeah. Of course, finishing a book feels great. You feel a sense of accomplishment. I feel it all the time, whether the, I liked the book or not. Sometimes if I don't like the book, I'll be like, phew, I'm glad that's done, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's done. Uh, and then other times uh, when, it, when it's a really good book, I don't want it to end. I get to the last yeah. page and I kind of feel sad, like, hey, I want you know, okay, write and write a part two, man. Write a part two really quickly, yeah. so I can keep on reading your writing. And you know, authors are amazing like that. You know, they they have an art with the words that they put on the page, and that's something I really appreciate. So uh, just having this sense of of accomplishment through reading a book, uh, finishing a book, is. Probably one of the best feelings, definitely one of the best feelings for sure. Um, It can turn into a trap if we get addicted to it though, right? Yeah. If we get addicted to it and we're not like doing anything else except for reading the books, yeah, then it turns into a dangerous cycle of read, put the book down, read, put another book down, read, read the next one. And that's, that's all we do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. It, it is a really dangerous trap and you, you mentioned that that idea of being sad when the book is over and I that's happened to me a number of times and two books that come to mind that happened to me for was 5 AM Club by Robin Sharma and Turning Pro by Stephen Pressfield. I was like, "Damn, I want I want more. I want to keep reading." Who who you like your favorite author or maybe your top 2 or 3, you know, based off of their writing style or maybe you've read a couple of their books and you know, whenever they release a new book or something, you're like, okay, I'm ordering this right away. It's, it's top priority.
1: Yeah, uh, well, I have a first time author that I want to mention that his writing was like absolutely amazing. He, he wrote in his book that it took him like five or 10 years just to write. It's called Productivity is for Robots by Corey McCone. Oh. And that one, yeah, he's a first time author. That was amazing. I mean, his writing was so, so good, so fluid, so easy to read, but still at the same time, complex ideas, simplified for the reader. And uh, so I would highly recommend reading that. Um, I posted it on my profile. I still am going to post a few more. I would also highly recommend um, Robert Greene, although actually, to be honest, I've only read the laws of human nature. I want to read his other books like mastery, but I love his writing style and I'm assuming that it's quite similar in his other books. Ryan holiday is another one. I love his writing style. I love, you know, uh, his philosophy about stoicism, modern stoicism. And uh, is there any other authors? I would say those are the the three that I want to mention.
0: Yeah. Excellent, I love it. I've been, I've been a, a huge fan of Ryan Holiday. I definitely want to check out "Productivity Is for Robots," and um, I haven't read any of Robert Greene's books. Every time it comes up, it's like, oh, it's like I know that they're longer books, and um, every time is making me want to do it. Maybe after this podcast, I'll order one of Robert Greene's books, maybe "Laws of Human Nature," and we can talk mm-hmm. about it a little bit. I want to talk yeah. about your your community, Matt, and your that impact. Um, for example, like our friend Phil Gabbard and uh, his book Thrivation, really preaches on the idea of you never really know, you know, all the impact you might have on people and how you're improving their lives and that inspiration that you can be providing. And I see on your page, you know, you have people commenting on different books that you're reading, and they say, "Hey, um, you know, I, I checked out this book because of you." Um, you know, there's a lot of people that follow you, Matt. That maybe they're just kind of watching, but they're more introverts and they're not, you know, interacting, leaving the comments. They're just kind of taking it in. They're, they're getting the value that you're providing. Um, can you talk about, you know, what type of impact you want to have on your community and then what you get most excited about when it comes to the bookmatic community? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, man, that's such a great question. Uh, and sometimes it's really hard for me to tell, how much of an impact i'm having on the people following and you know i just hit 20,000 the other day awesome. so there's 20,000 people on instagram yeah uh, not mentioning the other you know social media profiles 20,000 on instagram alone and so sometimes it's it's hard to tell what do all these 20,000 people think. Now, of course, there are regular people who come in and comment like all the time. So I can already tell that, you know, these people that are coming in all the time, like, hey, they love the the recommendations and they find that like the learning strategies and the reading strategies that I post about are very intriguing and interesting and unique. Um, So I'm hoping that the other people who are following that are silent and introverted, maybe, uh, who just maybe follow just to, to watch and not really engage. Um, I'm hoping that the strategies, the reading strategies, the learning strategies, along with the book recommendations and the book reviews, I really hope that these are the things that uh, people take seriously and uh, they picture reading as not a hobby, but as a necessity for progressing in their field, in their professional life, and their personal life, their relationships. Uh, I see reading as our kindling to light the fire or the key to the ignition. So reading is not just a hobby to me, and I believe that it shouldn't be just a hobby to other people. Take it seriously, and of course, have fun with it. Learn from it. Um, I think it's
0: part of your grow, identity now. Grow together, huh? I think it's part of your identity now.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I I just hope that people can grow together and learn together, and uh, share with each other. And yeah, that's that's my my uh, ultimate dream to help people out with my strategies and my book recommendations and all that, all
0: that good stuff. I love how you come from a place of truly wanting to help people and improve their lives. And, um, sometimes you might not know, and you have to just keep going and maybe, uh, you know, someone listening right now, if, uh, you haven't told Matt about the impact he's had on you, you know, now's a good time, you know, take a screenshot of this, podcast, share it on your story and tag Matt and, uh, say, you know, let him know that you've had an impact on him or that Matt has had an impact on you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so Matt, I'm curious, uh, what advice would you have for a college student who feels like they're bogged down with, you know, a ton of reading already for school and studying and projects, exams, but they want to get into reading or they they haven't made time. Like what advice would you have for somebody that just feels like, they're already overwhelmed with reading in school um, to kind of motivate them to start a reading habit.
1: Yeah. Great question here. Definitely. Um, And I have actually a really simple solution. If someone who is so busy, even if it's not a university student, let's say someone working as well. So university student, someone working, they feel like they don't have time, but really in reality they do right? You might spend an hour scrolling through social media. Why not replace that with reading? So, but I'm going to even simplify it further. If you want to read these types of books, personal development books, business books, nonfiction books, biographies, any type of book you want to read, just set aside 10 minutes per day. Just set aside 10 minutes per day. Make it simple. Make it simple. Uh, That way you can build up the habit. If you do not miss a day, talking from atomic habits, never miss a day. That's one of the rules in that book. Um, You can build up a very strong habit. And then later, 10 minutes will seem like nothing to you. It will go up to 20 minutes. Later, it'll go up to 30. When you've been reading, I think I've been reading 500 and like how many days in a row? 560 days so far, I have a reading streak.
0: That's amazing.
1: Something like that. I forget. uh, I would have to look at the app. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, you can build up a strong reading habit just by reading 10 minutes a day. You could probably finish 12 books in a year by reading 10 minutes a day, every single day.
0: I love yeah. that. I, you mentioned like the idea of not scrolling on social media for an hour. So uh, yeah, I, there's always time, right? Where can people, um, you know, get in touch with you and um, follow you on your journey?
1: Hmm. Well, first of all, I highly recommend checking out the website bookmatic.com, which is where I have the newsletter. So you can subscribe to that and get my uh, free 38 book uh, PDF book recommendations and 10 fundamental reading strategies. So I highly recommend signing up for that newsletter. I send out a monthly newsletter with reading, uh, reading strategies and uh, book recommendations every single month. The online course is on the website as well. So I highly recommend checking out that that's a life changer and lifetime access so one-time fee, lifetime access to online course. Check those out. No doubt, that's like the thing that you must do. I order here, <laughs> and then uh, the other uh, other places you can find me on YouTube, Bookmatic, on Instagram, Bookmatic, on Twitter, Bookmatic, and I've also got a book club on Facebook. Uh, it's an open book club, open. Uh, freestyle. And you remember the reading strategies, Uh, sorry, not the reading strategies, the reading reflections that I was talking about earlier. Yes. In the Facebook group, it is an opportunity for you to share your reading reflections. Every single day, you can pick one quote from the book and expand on your own ideas in that club. It's a bit tough, but if you can do it every single day, you get used to it, expanding your ideas, you'll, you'll create a whole lot of new ideas. So the, the Facebook group is Bookmatic Lifelong Learning Book Club on Facebook. Amazing. Yeah. So everything is Bookmatic. All social media is Bookmatic.
0: That's so great because I think having a community and a kind of like an accountability group for your learning and what you're doing, just like you're on Strava for running. You can follow me and I'm following you now on there. We can watch each other uh, on our runs and you have a community mm-hmm. where people can join you and you know share their insights for their books and see what your insights are. So I love that. I really appreciate you uh, making time from your busy schedule to come on. Everybody follow Bookmatic on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We'll definitely do something like this again in the near future.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much, man, for having me on. Thank you everyone for listening as well.
0: Absolutely. Um, Thanks again.